The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Well, good morning, Milwaukee, and welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert, the Chief Client Experience Officer and Senior Loan Consultant at Acunet Mortgage, joined by Dad, Brian Wickert, Majority Owner of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors. Uh, if you have a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the old National Bank talk and text line, that number 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. Uh, you can also grab a podcast of today's show and any of our past shows wherever you normally get your podcasts. So, Dad, I had a busy Saturday because it's almost as if Saturday is the day when agents go and take their clients, their eager home shoppers, out to go see houses. And it was a lovely Saturday, too. Uh, so my first story to get us... Yes. So my first story uh, here this morning has to do with a conversation that actually started uh, with a home shopper. I'm going to say it, technically on Thursday evening. So uh, I got a referral from a real estate agent, as is commonplace at Acunet Mortgage. And on Thursday evening, we connected via text because that's how easy it is to get a hold of your Acunet uh, loan consultant. And we scheduled to connect on Friday morning because these clients were scheduled to go see, I think it was two, three, maybe even four homes on Friday with their real estate agent, John, his real name. And so I connected with the buyer on Friday morning. Uh, and in fact, uh, what was actually super handy is on Thursday evening, he was able to complete our secure online application, which allows me to you know, get a really nice jump, you know, head start on uh, the, you know, starting to put the game plan together. And so from there, what I did uh, in picking up the phone or first thing on Friday morning was begin to over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were these people really about to go see three or four houses on Friday and they had no people in there and they Sorry, Dad. You uh, you are auditioning for uh, Mr. Roboto from Sticks at the moment, but we'll get you loot back in here shortly. So what what ended up happening on Friday morning is a classic example of what I'm going to call the difference between mortgage world and real life world. So this is a married couple. Uh, one of them uh, has a full-time job and also has some self-employed income that they utilize uh that they've been running for several years. Uh, and then the other spouse, actually, the reason why they're kind of in this whole, like, hey, let's go buy a house mood, you might say, is because uh, the other spouse just signed this fantastic new contract for work. And the key word in the sentence I just said was contract. 
because in mortgage lending, uh, contract is treated a lot like self-employed. And in fact, that's kind of what uh, has uh, come together for this family. They have this real money that they're making from real work. And they set up an LLC to run this new contract, this new business. They set up that new LLC uh, at the end of fall time 2022. And that's really recent. In the eyes of mortgage lending, six months ago is, is almost no time at all. Uh, and so as I got into my conversation with the buyer, we started to really open up this chasm, I'm going to call it, between real life and mortgage life. In real life, they are making this new money from this new contract that they have. But in mortgage life, there is nothing that I can do about it, unfortunately, because contract is this unique, uh, is this unique form of income. So as I kept getting into this conversation with the buyer, with this home shopper, we kind of, as is our case, dad, your, your title is the chief honesty officer. And so I think that makes any of our loan consultants, you know, deputy, um, chief honesty officers. I, I said to the borrower, I said, look, I, I don't believe that I have a, a game plan for you. If only because in, if I can only use one of your incomes, I can't approve you for as much house as you might like. Do you happen to have another pre-approval from another, you know, lender, another bank, somebody? And the answer was yes. But after this first break, I want to tell you part of the reason why uh, Realtor John made the referral to me was on a theme that we've talked about for many weeks before, which was local relationships matter. Uh, particularly in a tight inventory market. So I want to keep telling this story after this first break. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert. And started the show <clears throat> talking about a client referral in uh, to Acunet, who, guess what, wanted to go out and look at some homes this weekend. And what I alluded to at the end of the first segment was that, particularly in this tight inventory market, every transaction, you know, particularly for lenders and also agents, we want to make sure that we're using um, resources and contacts that we know will help everybody get into the end zone for the benefit of our home buyers and borrowers. And I think part of the reason uh, why my guy, John, the realtor, had sent over his client to us was recognizing, so his clients, they had a pre-approval from a bank. Uh, what does dad always like to say? He says, uh, it rhymes with schmace is uh, who these folks had their pre-approval with. And the, the inquiry on that pre-approval is twofold. The first is we forecast that agents might have concern about the veracity of a bank pre-approval, and I would happen to agree with them. 
particularly with this family, but it's true for many families as well. As we like to say, the rock-solid pre-approval covers all three legs of the stool, credit, income, and down payment. And I'm going to say darn near every bank pre-approval only covers one of those three legs, credit. But it's the other two legs of the stool that really matter, income and down payment. And so for this family, our concern was twofold if they might use this bank, basically a pre-qualification. If the bank only checked their credit, they would have completely missed what is the core issue on whether or not any lender might be able to help them, which goes back to the spouse has this new contract. And again, I'm going to say at, at least for Sunday morning here, contract is treated a lot like self-employed. It's new income, which is treated differently than salary. Salary, you can start a job at Johnson Controls and we can start using that salary income. Even You know what? Even before you start, we can even use future income for future salary. So our concern was twofold. It was, you know, did Schmace really investigate the details about how this family makes money in real life. You know, again, in real life, they have this money, it drops into their bank account and they pay bills with it. Our concern was, did, did Schmace really dig into those details? But the second, you know, concern I'm going to say was that the offer itself might not be as attractive as it possibly could be. Because guess what? It's competitive out there for home shoppers. There aren't enough homes for sale. And lo and behold, that, not fear, that caution came true. So these folks out went out on Friday, saw a home that they loved and wanted to go write an offer. And almost immediately, it was as if it was theatrically coordinated. The listing agent you know, took in the offer of which there was more than one. There were three, I believe. And the listing agent immediately asked a follow-up question. And I'm, this is third hand, but as, as I was included in the conversation, immediately asked a follow-up question. Hey, so uh, with regard to, you know, this pre-approval, you know, how deep are they into this uh, underwrite with this bank? If only because local relationships matter. And part of what any loan consultant Acunet does is call. I, I've made several phone calls this weekend and many weekends before. I've made calls to listing agents to add the, uh, the weight, to play add play, the sincerity. The exactly. What's that, Dad? The play-by-play, the, -play, the, the, the color commentary, as it were. Exactly. That, that this pre-approval is real, that we've done an, an incredible amount of due diligence to make sure that this home buyer can deliver if your sellers should say yes. I have a couple more nuggets on this one that I want to uh, just cover here in the next segment. Uh, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ.
WTMJ's Vince Vetrano here. A company's success is tied to its employees' success. To get the best out of your people, consider LAK Group's coaching services. Their diverse group of coaches offer a meaningful balance of expertise and passion. The results of the coaching are unmistakable, increased self-awareness, better critical thinking, and improved leadership skills. Find out how LAK Group's coaching can help your company. Visit transformingcareers.com. LAK Group. Discover your human advantage. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wecker on WTMJ. All right, welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, Dad. I'm I'm telling this story, and and you you wanted to prompt me because it kind of sounded like I had a bunch of stumbling blocks as we kept getting into this, right? So so I just want to point out, in case anybody has heard out there, well, what about you know bank statement programs? There's a whole genre of mortgage lending uh, where instead of documenting people's income using uh, tax returns. Uh, Sometimes for self-employed people, you can document them using bank statements. Like, look at all these deposits. But the problem here, A, by the way, the interest rate is about 9% on those loans. And secondly, this uh, woman does not have enough track record. You typically need 12 to 24 months of bank statement income in order to qualify for those programs. But so you're doing this with one hand behind your back. You are uh, qualifying with just his income. But you had mentioned to me before the show started that he has a second job. And so is that something that you were able to use? A hundred percent. Well, or at least dig into because... I had asked him on Friday, hey, can you upload your tax returns? Like, I really got to get into this with documentation. Um, An amazing concept that, you know what, let's actually look at all your documents so that we can feel confident about the pre-approval as you go fall in love with a house. And so he's had this self-employed side business, concurrent business, we might say. And like any business owner, on as I reviewed his tax returns, he had not yet filed for his 2022. And I looked and there were a number of deductions that he was about to take to reduce his taxable income, right? If you, I think as any good accountant would probably advise, you want to reduce your tax bill to, I don't know, stay, keep your business healthy or whatever the accountant's uh, one-liner is. But the thing is, when you're self-employed, it's not the top number that we get to put in front of an underwriter, it's the bottom number. And so when you take a bunch of deductions, it really shrinks your bottom number and guess what? That's the number that we can point to when we then put that income on a mortgage application to qualify. And so well, I got I have a question. Yeah, yeah. If the if the guy is self-employed, don't we normally so I see. Where, I think I see where you're going here, where, hey, he is going to, for his 2022 tax return, take less deductions, therefore make more money from this second income. First right. of all, I have two questions. How long has he had the second job? Self-employed. So he's, he's been self-employed for almost 10 years on that, sec, on that concurrent job. All right, that's good. So because the rule is to use a second income, you've got to have it for at least two years. Right. So we make it past that test. 
And but then, as a self-employed guy, uh, aren't we going to need two years of tax returns and, and average the two, even though 2022 is going to look better than 2021? You would you would think, but we are excellent practitioners of mortgage, and so there is a way by which. If you have run that business for greater than five years, we can use only the one most recent year of tax returns to, to use as qualifying income. So in this case, uh-huh. it would only be using his 22 returns. Whatever he listed on his 21s is not the purview of underwriting. And I think in part his case, 22 was notably stronger than 21, which will increase his qualifying income. And I think part of of the reason why I was kind of blown away is this was on Friday, man, I was banging my head against the wall because we want to help people buy houses, right? Especially when, you know, it's working with a realtor and we're a team trying to help these folks get an accepted offer. And the thing, the idea that I didn't consider, but, but I think going forward, I'll ask our clients, hey, would you consider paying more in taxes to Uncle Sam? (laughs) Because (laughs) what that means is you have more income. I guess I just wasn't on Friday. That that idea hadn't crossed my mind. But then Saturday, this client uh, on their own, you know, free will, I guess, said to themselves, well, what if I, I haven't filed my 22s? What if I don't take all of those deductions and I have more income and pay more in taxes? I was able to oh put together the, to... yeah, I was able to put together the pre-approval for them. We're waiting to hear back if they got the accepted offer. We're coming up here on the questions. bottom of the hour and it's time to turn it over to our friend Wyatt at the 24-hour news desk. More stories after that. Over to you, Wyatt. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Don't forget, if you have a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620, old National Bank, get old. Dad, I, I saw, as a self-employed guy, I saw the look on your face when when my client was like, you know what, I will pay more in taxes which is not a common offer from any of our clients. Well, usually people want to have it both ways. They, they don't want to make, they don't want to show any income uh, on their tax return, right? So that they don't have to pay tax. And then they also want to use the income to qualify. So this is a particularly opportune time for your clients being tax season. Also, by the way, April 15th is the day that Abraham Lincoln died of his gunshot wound, in case you're wondering about that. Uh, uh, So uh, my question for you, though, is when you sign up to pay income tax at this time of year, and we're going to use that fresh income tax return to prove the income, uh, we and the mortgage world are going to see that the guy owes, I'm going to make up a number, you know, 20 grand in taxes. And he's got to have that money. In addition to his money for the down payment and closing costs, does he have that much money? I am pleased to say the answer is yes. And and to your but, point, yep, though, but. part of well, well, what I was going to say was part of the reason why your friendly local mortgage lender cares is because unpaid uh, federal income tax to Uncle Sam can can and will supersede the new mortgage we're about to put on your house, which is why 
we always will document that you can satisfy what will be your new bill to Uncle Sam, uh, along with, you know, the regular down payment on the house. Uh, Dad, you were, uh, I was telling you another story about down payment. So more, I was going to, so what I should say is more to come on that story. Uh, Fingers crossed that uh, we're still waiting to hear back on, on if the seller might say yes. Uh, and I and I should extra back up to say your Acunet team can can consult and pull that game plan together on Fridays and Saturdays, but it was stressful. And buying a house is um, stressful enough because you're falling in love with the house. So if if time allows, uh, the more uh, research that we can do and and get buttoned up before you go out and look for houses, I think the Less gray hair everyone uh, will uh, uh, get uh, as part, and and part of this has part of this has to do with questions that the bank loan officer did or didn't ask. And so, if they asked the the question, "Well, how much money do you make?" and the answer was given, "Well, twenty five thousand dollars a month," and they said, "Okay, you know, shame on them." You know that the, the true enough. We've said it a million times. The devil is in the details. And people only know what they know, right? They, they don't realize that, hey, you have to have a track record of this income before you can use it to qualify. So it's those penetrating questions that, you know, good loan consultants do, and that's what we do all the time. Now, you said you have another client who just got an accepted offer this weekend. And yes. let's make this discussion about the down payment, because the size of a down payment does matter, in addition to where the money's coming from. Take it away. Absolutely. So so the circumstances are this is in a, well, a competitive market in Milwaukee, which I think is the answer to that is most markets. But this client has the ability to make a 20% down payment. And uh, this is actually another referral from a real estate agent. They And that's exactly what they put in their offer that, you know, hey, I'm offering you this price and I'm going to make a 20% down payment uh, to borrow this much money. Privately, Which is comforting. Then, That's comforting. Oh, absolutely. It's comfort. It's implicit that like I have a, I call it a get it doneness to get to the closing table. But then privately, as I spoke with the buyer yesterday, he was considering, you know, I, I am able to put 20% down. Can we crunch the numbers together on alternatives if I want to put 15 or 10% or 5% down. Let's dive into that story a little bit more after this break. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on the biggest stick in the state, AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back. I'm David. That's Brian over there. And starting to tell a story of a successful home buyer who got an accepted offer uh, in a competitive range, Dad. So this house was listed between three hundred and $400,000. Kind of the, I'm going to call that the meat of the market. And <laughs> I'm always, so, so he has the strength and, and guess what? We documented his down payment and his income. 
to prove that this was all true. He can put 20% down if he wished. But then we the question, that, what's that? We guaranteed that, right? In writing with a $2,000 guarantee to tell the seller that, hey, you can trust this pre-approval letter. We're putting our money behind it. Exactly. Well, and so, and then the question comes that, that guys like you and me always enjoy, which is, you know, hey, if I wanted to keep some, keep some of my cash, because 20% down, that's a lot. As I, as I say to uh, home buyers, once you make the down payment, it's not like you can walk up to the wall and pull out a $100 bill when you need it. It's kind of stuck in the house. And so I do, I do sometimes feel like the, the engagement, you know, sales guy, like, oh, you'd like to buy a bigger ring? Absolutely. Let me, let me help you, you know, crunch those numbers because dad, you've been saying for years, it's about what else can you do with the money, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, you know, this happens a lot, you know, people think, oh, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to put a big down payment down. And then in a couple of years, when I want to do the kitchen remodel, then I'm going to borrow more money then eh, maybe not. So, so what, what, what was this particular home buyer open to? You started with 20% understood the value that that is in the marketplace, gives the seller that confidence that this person can perform. What were they willing to consider? And, and, but wait a minute, if you put less than 20% down, David, you have to pay private mortgage insurance, PMI. Yeah. Who the heck wants to do that? Well, I, I know the answer for you and me is oh, I do. Uh, and, and so does this client. Particularly, what makes that attractive is he's got great credit. He has 800 credit. Like, it doesn't Ooh. get much higher and better than that, which makes, you know, so PMI, a lot like interest rates, is a measurement of risk. So when your credit score is 800 compared to 700 or 650, an 800 credit score, your PMI is so dirt cheap because that credit score is a measurement of what's the likelihood that you're not going to be able to make your mortgage payment on time. When you got 800 credit, well, what is it? It it's pretty low. How, how much it's, was it per month? For this uh, on a pretty big on a loan amount north of three hundred thousand dollars, it was going to be like seventy bucks a month. Okay, and, but compare that to putting an extra what fifty grand down or something. Well, exactly right, and. So to your previous question, we always, it's a slippery slope, right? It's, hey, I'm thinking about putting 20% down. And we sometimes say, well, have you considered, would 19% down, you know, um, help you keep the cash would you, that you'd like? Would, you know, an 18.5% down payment, you know, does that still feel okay? This client, so uh, I should have said this earlier, Dad, he works in financial services. So he kind of, oh. he ran out ahead of me. To where I would, you know, go all on my own. He was like, I think I'm considering doing 5% down. Is that okay? To which I was like, absolutely, that's okay. Because he wants to keep that cash uh, in his money market account. Because that's earning a reasonable amount of a return for him. But also, it's liquid. So he kind of got there yeah. all on his own without... And he and I might do some further analysis on the numbers. But that's a that's a perfect example of dad. I think what you've talked about again for a long time, which is, what is the highest and best use of this money? Any final thoughts on that story? 
Yeah, cash is king, right? <laughs> and especially yeah. when you're a new homeowner. And then the other thing that is probably going to work for this uh, buyer is that a year from now, uh, all signs point to mortgage rates being lower. I think we're still going to have strong appreciation in southeastern Wisconsin. So he's probably going to pick up 5 to 10% in home value over the next year, which makes it extremely attractive to refinance uh, at a yes. lower rate with even less expensive PMI because the cost of private mortgage insurance varies by every 5% uh, increment of equity that a person has. So I think this person is uh, financially savvy and good job by you and by him for yeah. coming up with a superior uh, initial execution for his home purchase. And that's he must, okay, right? Even yeah. though you wrote the offer 20% down, you can still proceed with five or three or as little as you want, correct? He, he Yes, in, in fact, he must be a listener to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. All right, so on this last break, Dad, I want to come back because this isn't a theme of you only know what you know, and I want to hear your story on a home buyer's question to you. In the meantime, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. Thanks for hanging out with us here on Sunday morning. As we, it's still a nice day outside, Dad. You know, it's not as nice as it's been the last you know week, but home shoppers can get out there and go find a place. And you know, we've been telling stories a lot about preparing to do so, Pre- preparing to go fall in love with the house, which includes a lot of things: income, as we said in the first segments, and and then we got into this conversation about down payment. And Dad, you got a question from a longtime friend of Acunet during the week about, you know, what are the, they've never done this before. So is it my mother that says you only know what you know? This is my grandmother. That is. And both. And, both. and so their question to you was kind of, I don't know what I don't know, Brian. What's What can I use for down payment if we want to go buy a house? Yeah, the specific question that it was actually emailed yesterday to me, and I hope to connect with them maybe uh, today, is, hey, we're, we're starting to look for three-bedroom condos in Milwaukee, and I'm looking, for, I'm looking to borrow $30,000 uh, to pay it back over three years. And can you help to be used for, are you ready, the down payment and to mop up a little credit card debt? And so I, I, I hope to talk to them. My answer was, Let's come up with an entire game plan before we help <laughs> sure. you decide to borrow thirty grand for the down payment. Because for one thing, unless the thirty thousand dollar loan is secured by something like a car, a truck, right, uh, it's, it, it's not usable. Uh, the rule in mortgage lending is, hey, you know where you can get down payment from? Well, you can get it from your savings account. You can get it from your brokerage or investment account. You can take a withdrawal from your IRA or 401k, which we could let's, next week let's talk about that because that's a whole rabbit hole worth uh, discussing due to the yeah. income tax ramifications. You, our favorite thing is get it from a gift from a relative. Um, <laughs> and by yes. the way, there's nothing preventing you from repaying a gift to a relative. It just cannot be a loan. It has to be documented as a gift with no obligation to repay. And we've got the paperwork to make that happen. Uh, 
so so the problem in this case is I, I have a feeling in his mind he's thinking unsecured loan, like a signature loan. Yeah. Um, that's consolidation loan that I hear, you know, advertised on the radio and TV. Um, but source of down payment matters, and I think we've got to look at all the options for them um, before we decide up before we decide what's the actual game plan. Well, I think to to your as you said, uh, putting you know helping you buy a house it's a recipe, and he kind of only showed up with a question about you know one ingredient uh, eggs. It's like well. Let's we need to talk about the whole picture, because I think as as you and any loan consultant at Acunet would say is let's let's just deep dive if there are alternatives to your first idea, this first game plan. Right. He's been thinking about this for a long time. And, you know, this is probably the way that he's come together. But it's like if we get the full picture of someone's financial life, we might be able to find a either a doable or a more reasonable path forward to help them get into the house that doesn't prevent them from still taking out, you know, a loan to do some consolidation. Although please, you know, coordinate with us about the timing of, of doing all that. I just, but you know, dad, as we say all the time, it's let's get the whole picture because then, you know, per your conversation, Hey, do you have retirement funds? Could you maybe take a loan on your 401k? That's technically a secured loan because it's it's a, a loan against an asset called your 401k. Perfectly a loan. All well, right, we're that's, putting that on the agenda for next week's show. Exactly. Uh, right after tax day, which will be perfect timing. Uh, folks, if you're out there looking for a home, you need the best people on your team to make sure that sellers will say yes to your offer and not somebody else's. Acunet Mortgage is the team member that you need to work with your real estate agent. To get started on our rock-solid pre-approval, all you got to do is click on the blue button at acunet.com. That's A-C-C-U-N-E-T.com. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'll be back here same time next week. Have a lovely Sunday, everybody. Goodbye. The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.